as there's breath in your body, there is hope. Welcome to Think Hope Podcast. I am your hostess, Hopeologist Dr. Rosalind Y. Lewis Tompkins, and I am here to help facilitate your journey of hope. And I'm so excited today because we have an international Think Hope podcast, as I will be speaking with none other than Dr. Jonathan Annapin, all the way from South Africa. And we have a lot to talk about because. The hope train is going down the track and we are making our way back to South Africa in the month of August. So we'll be chatting with Dr. Jonathan in just a little bit. But right now we're going to start the show off today with a hope thought. And we'll be right back. I'm hopeologist Dr. Rosalind Lewis Tompkins. And I am here to share a hope thought with you today taken from my book as long as there's breath in your body there is still hope and my practice of hopeology booklet learn how to become more hopeful and get your hope thoughts today guaranteed to lift you from a place of sorrow and despair and help you to think hope join me now for your hope shot for today. Your choices make you great, so choose hope and live. Everything about life is about choices, and we are who we are based upon the choices that we make. When it comes to hope, we have to choose to have hope. It's not just going to happen automatically As a matter of fact, the opposite is true. We are more prone to think negative, to think despair, to go by our feelings or facts of what's around us, what we see. We have to choose to have hope, and hope has to be based upon something because it's not just wishful thinking. We must choose to have hope. And our hope needs to be anchored in our faith, anchored in what we know to be true in our lives, what we believe. Our hope is an anchor. And when we choose to have hope, it anchors our emotions, our thoughts, and our feelings. And we can choose to have hope every day. It's a choice. You could be going along your merry way in life and things happen. You can choose to have a bad attitude and think, why is this happening to me? Everything bad is always happening to me. Or you can choose to have hope and say, it's going to be all right. I still have life. There is hope. I choose to believe that things are going to get better. Your choices make you great so choose hope and live because when you choose hope you become greater than the situations that you're facing and the circumstances that may be surrounding you remember choose hope 
you won't regret it. I'm Dr. Rosalind Y. Lewis Tompkins, and I pray that you have enjoyed this Hope Thought for today. For more Hope Thoughts, please listen to Think Hope Podcast. If you'd like more information about how you can become involved with the Hope Campaign, please visit makeahopeconnection.com. You can also go to practiceofhopeology.com. Remember, as you plant the seeds of hope into the garden of your heart, blessings will spring forth. Jonathan, it is so wonderful to finally, I can't believe that this is the first time that I'm having you on the Think Hope podcast in these 10 years now since I've been knowing you. How are you? I'm good, uh, Apostle Tompkins, and I am excited, ecstatic to be on the podcast. I have um, often heard so much about uh, the program. I uh, have caught one or two of the snippets of it, and I am just thrilled to be a part uh, of the podcast today. And yeah, it's it's uh, hard to believe that it's 10 years since we first met. Our time has flown, but uh, God has been amazing, uh, and I'm so grateful for the opportunity to share these moments with you. It'll be 10 years, actually, in, in August, whenever... Uh, mm -hmm. I'll be returning, and I think about that now, and I'm like, you're you're such a young man, so you were you were very young uh, a decade ago, but 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 just such a, a wonderful soul that that we connected, and you were able to see the vision of hope, and to decide that you wanted to be a part of bringing it back to your nation. And, and you took that initiative. So I just want to say thank you. And it's just wonderful having you. Kwame and I, we see you as a spiritual son, one of our spiritual sons. And, and it's just been such a, uh, a rewarding experience. The first time I made it to South Africa was with my uh, spiritual father, Dr. Stephen Govender. And, uh, of course, his dear wife, uh, she rests in peace, um, Nancy Govender. And they brought me over during August, which is your National Women's Month. And I was able to share and preach and teach in several churches and, and different um, conferences at the time. And I met you while I was there. So... So the first thing, Jonathan, that, that I'd like to, to just kind of back up and, and have you to share a little bit about who you are and what you're doing there in uh, Durban, South Africa. Um, Ten years ago, I was 24 years. <laughs> and I remember the occasion uh, very vividly, actually. Um, you were speaking for my cousins, Pastor Christopher and Shireen Perma, who are mm -hmm. also associated with Pastor Stephen Govender. And may I say what a great regard we have for him and yes. for the work he's done here in South Africa. But I remember that you were speaking for uh, Pastor Christoph and uh, Pastor Shirini on Women's Day exactly. And I was, uh, Women's Day in our country is a national political holiday. 
it actually uh, signifies the day when women uh, actually went out onto the streets during the apartheid regime to fight for their independence and rights. Mm. And um, back then I was just starting off my political career. I was the um, youth organizer for one of the uh, political parties in South Africa and it was a very busy period. Uh, and I was very, well, I wouldn't say very, but I was a bit apprehensive of coming to the event because there were a number of other activities going on. Um, and I, I remember thinking to myself, I'm going to pop in and pop out. And mm -hmm. lo and behold, I sat there throughout the entire meeting. I sat there and <laughs> listened to you, Minister. And I could hear from your heart the passion with which you expressed not only the Word of God, but the desire to see lives changed. The, the, the mm. impact you had in our community at that time, uh, we are still reeling from that impact today. It was a profound moment in our community, in our society. The testimony was so powerful. It still is. Uh, there was a realism, a pragmatism about what you were saying. It resonated with the audience uh, because it was not only a Christian audience I remember it was a community that came together and it was ravaged by the very things that you were talking about mm. and uh, people resonated that message that message brought hope that message brought hope and I remember at the time thinking in my heart uh, this is somebody we need to come back to South Africa and at that point, I, I think it was too broad to even think about South Africa. I, I, I know that I wanted you to come back to our little town in Phoenix. And I, I resolved back then that I must stay in touch with you because God had embedded something in you and in your spirit. And you carried something so special uh, that it really would be uh, impactful for our society. But to answer uh, the specific question that you asked, I uh, am... Uh, a politician. I serve in uh, the local sphere of government in mm. our country. I serve in the second largest uh, metropolitan uh, as a councilman. I'm uh, a member of the finance portfolio committee in our in our municipality. Um, but I'm also a uh, minister of the gospel. I've, I've, I've grown up in a uh, Christian home and uh, we've always been very involved in uh, ministry activity uh, so I, I, I have a, a background in education I was an educator for a few years before I resigned that position to pursue a career in politics um, so yeah and I've, I've participated in uh, many activities uh, over the last 10-15 years um, uh, authored co-authored uh, uh, two books um, regularly uh, featured in our local newspapers as uh, a blogger um, but more important than all of that um, I'm just uh, clay in the hand of the porter and I'm just mm -hmm. so grateful to God that he has connected us so that um, we can advance the message of hope uh, through the gift that he's yes. given to the body of Christ through you yeah Praise the Lord, and and that is that is a, a, a major major testimony that you have because you have gone through many challenges in your life, and to be able to resonate this message of hope just 
was 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 so powerful in you because of what you had experienced you had experienced the the living hope and you were able to make that connection and desire uh for us to continue to 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 bring it forth in uh South Africa and since that time I've been back on a total of four hope tours <laughs> coming up and um mm. Kwame uh that next year that I came I was married and uh was able to to have him accompany me as well and then the next tour we actually brought a, another team a team of uh three more uh women of God who came with us Kwame mm-hmm. and I mm-hmm. and uh on this particular tour though he will not be able to come but I will have uh Dr. Rebecca Judd who is one of my hopologists that that is a uh, part of the hopologist academy that I'm currently uh operating and um so she'll be she'll be there so it'll be a, a smaller team but I believe that there is an excitement because this whole everything that God it, it's like the seed that it started with is now growing and becoming uh larger more defined and i believe more powerful as we as we go forth so let's talk about this upcoming hope tour hmm. yeah so we we excited uh, there is certainly an air of expectancy and um you know when you first came to south africa uh to talk about that the message of hope resonating with me i think it really will give a definition to why so many people have caught on to the message of hope. Mm-hmm. Um 3 years before you had come to South Africa I had attempted suicide. Mm-hmm. I lay in a deathbed and um my mother had prayed. My mother was she had nothing more than what we call a standard eight education here in South Africa. And um we grew up in abject poverty. Both my parents were school janitors. Uh mm-hmm. so we were really very low in the rung of the ladder. And uh, when I had attempted suicide I had been through a very really bad relationship made some poor choices mm. really brought a lot of question into my existence and really questioning whether there was any hope left um and when you came to South Africa the first time and again we heard that passion and we heard the zeal in your voice it resonated with me and 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 you know it it is that same uh, uh hope that you brought with you that has been perpetuated through all the trips that you've come and every time we mention uh the name Dr. Rosalind Tompkins uh it is inextricably connected to the message of hope mm. so this time around as you come i i know that in every season of life um you know god shapes us he chisels uh, at us and our, our our lives our character ministries develop but as we come through the pandemic uh, economic crisis political unrest in our country and all of the other social political social economic hardships that we faced in the last 2 or 3 years the message of hope could not be more necessary than it is now mm. and having somebody like yourself who's schooled in the subject not only uh, in in the uh, theoretical sense of the matter but also in the practical sense of the matter because what you demonstrate and illustrate to those who listen to the message uh 
uh, goes beyond uh, church, goes beyond the, the confines of a local building. It speaks to the heart of an individual. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and the message that you bring has the ability to get down to the very bare bones of a matter and really separate, uh, you know, ideology from fact and, be, and to be realistic about how we approach these things. And as we prepare for the Hope Tour in South Africa, mm-hmm. some, of the, some of the things I've been hearing from individuals is how, how is it that even after a pandemic, after uh, an attempted insurrection in our country, after in particular Durban experienced two floods, we had a racial uh, riot in our town, the very town that you'll be speaking in. How is it that we can still have at the back of our mind the sense that there is hope? And immediately I, I began to think, you're always saying our hope is found in Jesus. And so mm-hmm. as long as He is with us, for as long as He is part of our company, for, uh, for as long as He is the centrality of everything we do and say, then there is always going to be hope. Like you're always saying, um, for as long as there's breath in your body, there mm-hmm. is still hope. And people are, are, are excited about the message. Not only the message of hope, but to tell them there is still hope. Despite everything you've been through, despite the hardships, the challenges, the failures, the rejections, the pains, all of those uh, symptomatic issues, there mm-hmm. is still hope. And people are excited. Uh, about that, and it's it's not it's not cranking people up. It's not wearing people's emotions. It's not mm-hmm. trying to stroke something. It really is fulfilling a need, and and the need right now more than anything else is hope. We can hand out money and give out food parcels and build homes and all of those things, but people will go back to home hopeless. Mm-hmm. Yeah if they're not transformed in the mind. That is the air of expectancy. A, 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 a paradigm shift, a change in the mentality. And mm-hmm. they're excited that it's coming our way. And, and I'm telling you, we're excited uh, to be able to come once again to your great nation and to see our extensive family because you are family now. And, and I know God has great things in store. And we're going to talk about that because you, you, you shared some things that, that, that really uh, made that um, connection inside of me when we talk about hope and the things that we're looking forward to when we come to South Africa. So that's what we're going to talk about after the break because there are some specific things that the Lord has has spoken to me about this particular hope tour so we'll share that when we come back after the break we'll have another hope thought and we'll be right back i'm hopeologist dr rosalind lewis tompkins and i am here to share a hope thought with you today taken from my book as long as there's breath in your body there is still hope and my practice of hopeology booklet Learn how to become more hopeful and get your hope thoughts today guaranteed to lift you 
from a place of sorrow and despair and help you to think hope. Join me now for your hope shot for today. May the God of hope fill you with joy and peace. May the God of hope fill you with joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. That is a powerful hope thought as well as scripture because we see that whenever we are filled by God with hope, we have joy and peace as we trust in him. And when you think about it, that's exactly what we need when we're facing hard situations and circumstances that are beyond our control. There's so much going on in the world today with natural disasters and man-made disasters and so many things that can really cause uncertainty and cause one to think, is there any hope for this world? Is there any hope for me? The answer is yes, because we have the God of hope to fill us with peace and joy as we trust in him. And joy is so needed because joy brings strength. And that's what we need whenever we're going through difficult times. Have you ever been in a situation where you feel like, I can't even move, I can't get out of bed, I can't go on. But when you somehow are filled with joy, you'll get up, you'll try again, you'll endure, because that is the power of hope. I'm reminded of the scripture in the book of Hebrews where it says that Jesus endured the cross, despising the shame for the joy that was set before him. The joy caused him to endure such a horrendous death of crucifixion. And we realize now that the joy that kept him there was hope. He knew that what he did was going to produce salvation, was going to produce so much good until it was worth it. That was his joy, his purpose, the reason why he came and he stayed on that cross. And that's exactly why we need joy for the journey. And when we have hope, when we can believe that what I'm going through now is nothing compared to the glory that will be received, to the blessings that will come. There's hope for tomorrow. No matter what you're going through right now, it is my prayer that the God of hope will fill you with joy and peace. Peace is a promise that God Almighty gave to us. Whenever we have hope, we have peace. 
Because peace is a buffer and an anchor, just as hope is. Peace is like a pillow that allows us to sleep at night, nice and fluffy, like a cloud that we look at, and it brings so much serenity. And we know that everything is going to be all right. And that's what I want you to know today. That we have a God of hope that is just waiting right now to fill you with joy and peace as you trust in him. And now we see the next part of the scripture where it comes from. That we may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. And we thank God today because that power is available to us 24-7 as often as we need it. The power of the Holy Spirit will cause hope to overflow. May the God of hope fill you to overflowing with hope, joy, and peace as you trust in Him today. It's going to be all right. Things are going to get better. Just wait and see. I'm Dr. Rosalind Y. Lewis Tompkins, and I pray that you have enjoyed this Hope Thought for today. For more Hope Thoughts, please listen to Think Hope Podcast. If you'd like more information about how you can become involved with the Hope Campaign, please visit MakeAHopeConnection.com You can also go to PracticeOfHopeology.com Remember, as you plant the seeds of hope into the garden of your heart, blessings will spring forth. Now, the one thing about hope, the thing about hope is this, Jonathan. Hope Mm -hmm is an eternal force it is it is it is something that this as the scripture says in in first corinthians the 13th chapter and the 13th verse these three shall remain faith Mm. hope and love but the greatest of these is love so we Mm. know that love is above all but the other two are right up there they are eternal forces so when we're Hmm. talking about a hope campaign or hope tour I I like what you said about it's not about hyping people up because Mm -hmm. that is the thing that 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 what I see whenever uh, we share through the hope immersion retreats or or hope uh, revivals or or hope tours that it's always an impartation of this eternal Mm -hmm. force in the lives and the hearts and minds of people that helps them to rise above whatever is going on and grab hold of the purpose, the power, the destiny, and the blessings that our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ has. So that's mm-hmm. the most exciting thing about this hope tour. The the Bible says that 
God is a God of hope. As it, as it says, may the God of hope fill you completely with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Ghost. And, and that's what I'm bringing. And that's what I've seen. And that's what the Lord spoke to me, that there will be a tangible release of God's hope. And, and the hope will empower as well as inspire so that whenever the hope tour is over, it's just beginning. It's not that, mm. oh, you know, you go to some of these conferences, you get all excited, and then a week later, you know, you're, you're, you're back to where you started. Because not only that, in the Hope Immersion Retreat, and as, as, we, as the Lord needs, we're going to be sharing the practice of Hopeology, which now is a practical tool in the hands of those that desire to walk in this place and maintain the hope that they will receive. So that's what I'm so excited about. We have, we're, we're, we're living in times now where I believe that the times of refreshing are coming from the presence of the Lord and that the Lord is just waiting to release his faith, hope, and love into his people and into all of those who are hungry and thirsty. So that's my question, Jonathan. Are you are you guys hungry and thirsty? Um, you know, um, I think um, hungry and thirsty at this stage is an understatement. Um, <laughs> you know, you, you said something that is so powerful. And I just want to, if you would allow me, just pick on two points from, from the, the, the discourse or the discussion we're having. Mm -hmm. You started off, you said hope is internal, you know. And mm -hmm. the Bible says in, uh, in the book of Psalms, Psalms 42, 11, Why art thou cast down, O my soul? Why art thou disquieted within me? Hope thou in God. And, 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 and that is the reality. Hope is internal. It's internal and eternal. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. And it's, 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 and, and then as you, as you, as you get this internal infilling, it becomes, it becomes something that you start to demonstrate. It's, it's, it's something that you start to, to, to share with others and this passion. The mm. second thing is that, you know, you, you, you spoke about we go to these conferences and a week later, you know, high and then low. But one thing we've seen, and I've noticed personally, when it comes to the message of hope as you demonstrated, is that you have always been consistent with the message. Mm. Um, mm -hmm. there, are in the, there, are, there are times as individuals, in, as we go through life, that our perspective changes on things and we tend to tweak what we have said and tweak how we have said it. But I've noticed something and the message becomes more powerful when there is consistency attached to it. Uh, it's internal, but also it is eternal because mm -hmm. like you said, if our hope is in God, God is the, is the eternal being. 
and it will last forever. So yes. when our hope begins on the inside, it then is spilled over to the outside, and it is something that can never be taken away from us. It is eternal, and that is so powerful, so so very powerful. Yes, 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 and that's why it is so needed. According to the survival laws of three, we can only live three seconds without hope. Mm. And, and we cannot get into a place where we give up and whole communities, whole nations. I mean, South Africa, South Africa, you all are such an inspiration to the world because of what you were able to overcome during the times of apartheid as well as you know we we know about your your former president and 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 just such a, a leader in Nelson Mandela and and so the whole story is is such a story of hope but then i also know that since that time that that, that i've been 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 coming to South Africa on several occasions, not just with the Hope Tours, but also I've had uh, a chance to come on some mission trips with Dr. Patricia Bailey Ministries and, and to, to go into the different uh, communities and, 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 and just see um, the devastation and the, and the, and the social, social ills uh, of, of, of the things that you guys are facing and, and everyone, I mean, all across the world, but we're talking in particular. And, and to think about the, the, the history of, of your nation and then to see where the enemy wants it to end up is the place where these eternal forces must be released, faith, hope, and love, because they are the forces of God. Because everything that, that can be shaken will be shaken. But the things that cannot be shaken, those things will remain. They will stand, those eternal forces. And whenever the body of Christ can become infused, as you would say, internally, as we can become empowered with those forces, as some of your other, you know, great leaders, and, and we're, we're going to meet one of the the, the great leaders of how we're there because we're bringing uh, a few Hopi Awards with us. So why don't you talk about uh, the dear prince that we'll be meeting? Hmm. Indeed, yes, uh, South Africa is a beautiful nation. I was very young as our democracy began to, to grow and I would consider us still a very fledgling democracy. And with any uh, a new um, uh, uh, type of, of movement, you're going to have some challenges and difficulties. And you know, uh, I think God has just been really incredibly kind to South Africa because the largest population of this country is Christian. Mm. And um, we've, made, we've made some real messes uh, constitutionally and so forth, like many countries in, around the world. Mm -hmm. But God's been uh, gracious to us. Um, yes, Prince, uh, His Excellency Prince Mangusutu Butulevi is one of uh, the last surviving anti-apartheid uh, veterans this country has. He's uh, been in politics since the, uh, his youth. Uh, he's 96 years old now. Mm. He founded uh, one of South Africa's first uh, anti-apartheid uh, uh, political institutions. 
Uh, he served in, in the first government of unity in 1994 when the apartheid regime collapsed and he was then the Minister of Home Affairs. And he has served in um, the, the National Assembly ever since. He's still a member of the National Assembly. Uh, but more than that, he is also the, the Prime Minister to the Zulu monarch. Uh, our country mm. um, still recognizes the uh, East Zulu nation and he is the, um, he's the uh, Prime Minister to the Zulu monarch. He's a direct descendant of the uh, Zulu, East Zulu royal family. Uh, direct descendant of um, King Shaka Zulu himself, mm-hmm. uh, and he he uh, served in our country as the acting president on more than 50 different occasions. Uh, he's a man of great stature, great respect. Uh, he has earned uh, the regard of individuals from around the world. Whether you talk about um, the royal palace in um, uh, England or whether you talk about your own country, he's met several of your presidents, uh, Ronald Reagan and uh, President Bush and President Obama and, and the like. But mm-hmm. his heart, his heart has always been for the people. In the apartheid regime, whilst many of the other political movements were talking about um, revolutionary uh, arm deals and, 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 and the like, uh, he did everything within his power to ensure that there was peace. And mm-hmm. uh, more importantly, uh, Prince, His Excellency Prince Mangasutu Butelezi is um, a Christian, a born-again, blood-washed, Bible-believing Christian. Mm. Um, right. In the yeah. Zulu culture, it's not uncommon that they would take multiple wives. It's, it's acceptable, polygamy is acceptable. And I remember when his wife, beautiful wife, passed on a few years ago, one of the journalists um, plucked up the courage to ask His Excellency Prince Botelezi why he had not uh, chosen to take multiple wives because it was something acceptable in the culture. And his response left many astounded. I, I was shocked by it myself. He said, I and a Christian before I'm a Zulu. And it is that type of Mm. love for the Lord, commitment to the biblical precepts and patterns of the Word of God that has helped him lead this country and this nation for over 45 years. He served the nation uh, impeccably. He is probably one of the only political individuals in this country who have an unblemished political record. There has never been an indictment on his character, his Mm. integrity, his office from the time he has been in political office. I, I, I know very, very few. In fact, at this moment, I cannot think of another politician of his stature in our country. And... Um, yes, we're going to have the honor of meeting him, uh, and I think we, we owe you uh, and the, the um, uh, institution a great debt of gratitude for conferring such an esteemed honor on His Excellency Prince Potelezi. Uh, but I can equally say that I could think of nobody more deserving to receive such an honor because he has done 
a splendid job in keeping this nation together and in advancing moral regeneration and perpetuating integrity. So on behalf of um, our nation, uh, Apostle Tompkins, may I say thank you to you for bringing such an esteemed honor to our nation. It is deeply, deeply appreciated. Well, it is definitely deserved, and we are honored to be able to extend the International Hopi Award. We've given out only two other International Hopi Awards since we were um, given the mandate by God to bestow Hopi Awards, which stands for Helping Others Practice Enduring Empowerment upon those who are uh, walking in that place and from, from various sectors, various sectors, just very wide, far-reaching. I'm not going to go into all the details of some of the ones that we've been able to, to give out since uh, 2019, but we gave them for four years, 2019, 2020, 2021, and 2022. And then the Lord said that we, were, uh, that we weren't going to be giving any out in the U.S. in 2023. So whenever we were preparing for this particular international trip and you were saying, you know, you're telling me about this great man, uh, who has done so much and one of the, the last anti-apartheid leaders of your nation. And um, so as I inquired of the Lord, he said, yes, yes. I said nationally, but not internationally. So yes, you can extend that uh, on your trip to, uh, to South Africa because, um, because this, you know, this is something that, is a mandate and directly from the Lord. This is not something that, that we just decided that we were going to do. It's not something that we do to try to raise money or try to get something from anybody. This is something that we do just to say, you know, God bless you. Uh, you're, you're, you're deserving of this particular honor. The Bible says we give honor where honor is due. And respect where respect is doing. We're going to take a little break now. And then we'll have another hope break. And then we'll come back. And let's just talk logistics about what's going to happen. Where are we going? And what we'll be doing. And you have the answers. Because you're the host. And you're the coordinator for our hope tour. So right after this break, we'll be right back. Need hope? Know someone who does? If so... Join Mothers in Crisis, Hope, Pass It On campaign and learn to become more hopeful and bring hope to others. Go to practiceofhopology.com and hope, pass it on and save a life. And remember, as long as there's breath in your body, there is still hope. Jonathan, we're excited. Yay, we're excited. We're coming to South Africa. And now tell us where we're going and what we're going to be doing. 
Um, yes, we're going to be having a wonderful, wonderful time here in South Africa. Um, we, we're starting off our journey in um, the, the, the fledgling town of um, Richards Bay, it's the uh, largest port in the country. It holds the largest mm. port in the country. It is, it's the largest, uh, it holds the marine economy of our country. And um, it's a beautiful, beautiful city. It's uh, very young and, and it is developing. We're going to spend uh, a few days there with uh, our wonderful, wonderful friends, uh, Dr. Julie and Sagrin uh, Woodley from Judah mm. Worship Center. Uh, they have been close friends and associates of mine uh, for quite a while. I was there when they started the ministry many, many years ago. I was also very privileged to um, lecture Dr. Julie Murley when she started her uh, biblical studies through Teamwork uh, Bible College for the Nations. Mm. And uh, they have an incredible heart for the community, wonderful testimony, uh, and, and just excellent ambassadors of the Kingdom of God. Now, Richards Bay is no strange place to you, uh, Apostle. On one of your trips to South Africa, you uh, did a three-day uh, meeting there. I think mm -hmm. it was a, Saturday a Friday night and Saturday afternoon and Sunday morning. Uh, if I may just say, during that trip, I think, you know, we just, when we saw the grace of God on, on your life, uh, we said the next time you come, we're going to take everything we could take from you. Yeah. And uh, you preached several times. I remember some occasions, two or three times in the day. But oh, how beautiful it was! It was so powerful. And I remember. I remember really those services. Yes. Yeah, and then we'll be coming to Durban. Uh, Durban is the is the town that I live in. Uh, Durban is the is the second largest metropolitan in. Um, in, in South Africa. Uh, mm -hmm. We have a week here. Uh, we have a number of uh, programs, uh, two hope retreats here in, in, uh, in Durban. And, and you know, the concept of hope retreat is still something, I, if, I, if I can be honest, that I'm, I'm, I'm wrapping my head around. Mm -hmm. uh, I've, I've had the opportunity to, to dialogue with you about it and, and try and figure out, you know, is it like this or like that? And uh, <laughs> if I'm being honest, I don't think it's like anything I've heard before. So for me personally, <laughs> I am really, yeah, I'm really looking forward to the whole retreat. I, I, yes. do, I do know that I came on to one or two of the, the, the um, online um, programs that you had. But, you know, when, when we had that dialogue some time ago, and I, and I said, but is it like, is it like uh, life coaching? And you said, no, it's not life coaching. <laughs> so is it like, you know, a psychological? No, it's not like that. <laughs> so I, I've just come to accept that it's like nothing I've ever experienced before, and I am just excited. I personally am excited. And, right. you know, I'm not really one to get lost for words. Uh, I can. I'm, I'm a little bit okay when it comes to trying to articulate and describe something. Mm -hmm. And when I was telling uh, um, the two individuals who are actually going to host these uh, retreats what this is all about, I found myself, you know, fumbling and mumbling. And they said to me, "This is the first time that you are not 
<laughs> completely able to define this thing. Now, if you are not able to define this thing, we really want to know what this is all about. <laughs> and so uh, we are excited. I know that God's used you in the ministry of the word tremendously with miracles. I think uh, if I'm allowed to, I'll share the, the experience of uh, one of the testimonies we had on your last trip here where mm-hmm. a, a lady came into one of the meetings uh, after being diagnosed with cancer. You prayed for her, and on the following occasion when she went back to hospital, there wasn't any inch or sign of cancer in her body. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just one example of a miracle. Uh, but, and we know that that grace of God is upon you to minister the word, to share, and, um, and, and to impart. But, but uh, this is something new to us, and we're really, really excited about that and then uh we'll be going to to um johannesburg uh, johannesburg is a city you're familiar with before um mm-hmm. you've been there before rather and we have a week uh in johannesburg as well where you will be ministering and uh sharing the message of hope um in in many of these settings it will be particularly to women mm-hmm. and um i want to just mention one particular event uh, that will be taking place in Durban uh, where the Church of God in South Africa, we, we refer to it as the Full Gospel Church of God in South Africa, uh, will be hosting the annual women's conference on the 9th of August, which is actually National Women's Day in our country. Mm-hmm. And I'm told that there will be anything between uh, 2,000 and 4,000 ladies at that meeting. And I know that they are coming with a real, real air of expectancy because uh, on your last occasion as well, you did minister to the region, the North Coast region of the denomination. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I know that many of those pastors uh, have hold you in really high regard because of the tremendous anointing and grace upon your life. And when women in particular heard that, you know, this is the message that's coming, um, I think there's really a deep desire from them as well. So that's just, you know, a, a, a brief synopsis of uh, the itinerary. Uh, but to say that we we have a, 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 a strong desire, a strong desire just to, to glean from mm-hmm. uh, all the knowledge and to, to um, export the wisdom that comes from being able to birth something this deep that has been taken for granted and, and so shallowly expressed uh, previously. But when you go into the in-depth of this, uh, I think we've just touched the tip of the iceberg and seen the uh, embryonic effects of the message of hope. Mm-hmm. When we think about how deep this message really is and what we've been missing out on, it really creates um, this deep desire to have uh, uh, this experience and this encounter. But more than that, I think it is to change the lifestyles mm-hmm. of individuals to look toward the eternal while still enjoying uh, this temporal life that we have done here. Because ultimately we're, we're pilgrims. But mm-hmm. really God desires that we enjoy this life. And I think one of the most effective ways to do so is to do it with hope. Mm-hmm. And um, my word, hopeologist, 
Dr. Rosalind Tompkins is coming to South Africa. My God, we're just excited. Uh, we're just excited. Yes, we are. Praise the Lord. Can I, well, can I, can I say this? It's the yeah. first time a hopologist is coming to South Africa. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes, it is. Yeah. And we are excited, and I'm excited that Rebecca, as I said, um, Dr. Rebecca Judd, she is one of the first licensed, uh, she's licensed to use the trademark Hopologist. So she is mm -hmm. uh, operating in that um, Hopologist arena as well. And there are currently three other Hopologists that have been licensed and certified. And I'm believing that before it's all over with, before there will be hundreds and thousands. And I believe that there are Hopologists waiting to be birthed in South Africa, and um, and and I believe I'm speaking to one of them right now. <laughs> Amen. May, may I just say something on that point, Dr. Tompkins? Because I, I I really do believe that the listeners um, of this podcast um, must know, must really really know. That this is not something that you take lightly. I remember too when we had the conversations about licensing and training, and it's not just a um, a title that is just conferred on somebody. Mm -mm. Um, I, I remember grappling with how is it that we're going to to try and you know get um, uh, hopologists, and and it wasn't just about you know making sure that we. Uh, uh, replicate hopologists because you hold this with such sanctity and, and, and it's something so sacred to you it's, it's God given when you speak about it and you talk about it one, one hears in your voice that this is sacred this is holy um, and I want to say and I want the listeners of the podcast to know that this is not something that is just um, you know a, a, a scheme or a device for you, it is something that is, it is, 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 is revered, and you share that reverence with us. And, and when you talk about raising hopologists, I know that it's not something that you just do because, you know, you want to extend um, the, the title, but it is something that you really are serious about. There's a depth of, of integrity with it. And I, and I want to tell you that we value that. We value that. If right. in this a journey, this trip, you know, it is it is it is setting the foundation. It's laying the ground rules, uh, and we, we 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 get those people interested in it. And if that's all we do, then praise God, because what you have, Dr. Tompkins, what you have, is not something that we ought to take lightly. And I have a newfound respect for the for the concept, because it's not merely a concept. It is something that is 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 birth to integrity, to prayer, to passion, to fasting. I often hear you say, you, you know, let's wait on God for it and, and hear from the Spirit, hear what mm -hmm, God says. Mm -hmm. And you're not one of those individuals who just act out of vain conjecture and emotion. You are one of those in individuals that are serious about the voice of God. And I want you to know that we respect you for it, we respect your call for it, we Praise respect your, your, your ministry for it, and we, we respect everything about you because you're serious about it. Thank you. Thank you, Jonathan, for saying that because you, you're you making that connection with the sacred. It is sacred. Mm -hmm. 
and it's powerful it is profound it is God and from that standpoint though there are those that are making that connection and are coming aboard the uh, the training now that I've, I've uh, just opened up the Hopeologist Academy and we're going through uh, the training of what it means first of all what it means to uh, be able to utilize the license of Hopeologist and then uh, to be certified in the practice of Hopeology and um, and so no it's not just something that is it's definitely not common and we take it very seriously but let me tell you what it also is it's a lot of fun it's a lot I mean this is a this is a serious um, uh, initiative but we're having the time of our lives because uh, hope is 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 like helium in our balloon of faith it lifts you higher hope takes you mm-hmm. higher and and you can uh, fly as the as, as one of the translations says in the book of Isaiah that they that hope in the Lord shall renew their strength they shall mount up on wings as eagles and run and not be weary walk and not faint and that's that's what hope does and when you learn mm-hmm. how to drink from that cistern on a daily basis it really does transform your life and equips you to be able to help someone else because this is real we're talking about the living hope which is Jesus Christ so this is not mm-hmm. just uh, you know uh, uh, words or concept or any type of trickery uh, mm-hmm. no this as I said before it is it is a eternal force that God is allowing us to release just as he did many many decades ago with faith and whenever the uh, word of faith movement came forth you had you, you know daddy Hagen and the different founders and and that whole revelation about faith and being able to uh, to, to packages package it and to be able to teach it and, and release it uh, to the body of Christ that that we're still walking in and still receiving um, and and that's what God is doing with hope, and and I'm just mm-hmm. I'm just humbled and I'm honored to uh, to be a part of it because I'm not the only one, but I thank God I'm one of the ones. Amen. <laughs> this has been a wonderful podcast, and this has been this is your first time coming on Think Hope Podcast, but definitely not your last. We're going to definitely bring you back, and and maybe after the hope tour we can come back and share a little bit but i want to ask you a question that i ask all of my guests on the think hope podcast and that is this jonathan what brings you hope how as simple as the question may sound uh when you ask it uh i realize that i'm not talking to just some person who uh doesn't understand hope i think for me hope is is finding the peace um, mm. in the presence of God, the peace in the middle of the storm. And um, what has brought me hope is knowing that in every season of my life, God has been faithful. Uh, mm. We mess up, we fail, we falter, we miss the mark, 
uh, in my line of duty in politics, there's always the temptation to veer off the straight and narrow. Mm-hmm. And um, sometimes the temptations are really, really strong. Uh, and you think about, you know, how it is that you can advance your career, um, advance um, your ideologies of politics. And I just come back to to the realization that in every season, God has been faithful. For me, it's the faithfulness of God. Hope for me is the faithfulness of God. Praise God. Amidst all of the uh, uncertainties, uh, variations, uh, there is one constant, and that constant is, is, is found in the presence of God. So for me, His faithfulness is enduring, all enduring, and uh, that is where I find hope. I must also say that uh, I'm very, very grateful for the love and kindness both you and Kwame have shown me in uh, my own times of distress and, uh, and hardship. Pastor Kwame has been a, an incredible inspiration. Mm-hmm. He's just such a gentleman. He is such a gentleman. He is. And I'm so grateful to God for him and for you and the influence you have over my life. Uh, I appreciate all that you, you do in them. And if I may just say one last thing before we go. You know, mm-hmm. coming to know you has allowed me to know that, you know, in ministry, there are those who are serious about the message. Um, no matter what their uh, message is, there are those who are serious about it. And you've never been one to place any demands. You've never been one to, um, you know, be uh, choosy or picky or demanding. <laughs> and uh, you've always been so obliging. In fact, if anything, you have given more to our country than we could ever repay you for. Uh, I want you to know that South Africa, our people, and me personally, owe you a great deal of gratitude for giving your life, your time, your resources, and just giving yourself to be used of God so incredibly. Uh, I know that when you're in public life, it can be exhausting. And I have never heard and had an occasion where you have said, uh, I, I can't keep up with you, or I can't do this, or I can't do that. You've always been so obliging. And it is our prayer that God will continue to strengthen you, advance His work in your life, and meet every desire of your heart, so that for as long as He, uh, he, 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 he allows us to hear this message of hope, it will come from uh, a heart that has the fulfillment in the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you so much, Apostle, uh, with every ounce of gratitude we can muster. Thank you for all that you do for us and our nation. We are indeed very, very grateful. Thank you. Remember, as long as there's breath in your body, there is hope.